Vibrant. 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 Music teaching. Proven and practical tips, strategies, and ideas for, for music, music teachers. teachers. You're listening to the Vibrant Music Teaching Podcast. I'm Nicola Canton, and today we're talking about the Friday Disadvantage. You can find the accompanying article for this episode at vibrantmusicteaching.com slash 145. Hey there, wonderful teachers. Thank you so much for listening to this episode, especially if you looked at the title before it began. Because the title is a weird one, isn't it? You might have thought I had totally lost the plot. Overcoming the Friday Disadvantage. What am I talking about? Is Friday the day of the week, or is it something else? What is going on here? Well, I'm going to reveal all about what I even mean by this title, and why it's so important to us as teachers, but I sincerely want to thank you for clicking play, and if it is coming as a surprise to you, I know I often listen to podcasts and they're just rolling through, and I don't know what the title is before it begins, then stick with me even if that title sounds a little bit weird to you right now. Before we go any further, I have a very quick favour to ask of you, and that is that if you enjoy this podcast, I would love it if you shared it with two friends, two teacher friends, so that we can spread the word about the show. It really does make a difference to how much time and energy I can invest into making these episodes the best that they can possibly be for you. Now let's get to this Friday disadvantage malarkey. What am I talking about? What's a Friday disadvantage? This is something I started seeing, let me see, probably about three years ago really, but really articulated to myself, understood in my own head, about a year ago. And I started thinking about what this means. You may have noticed this phenomenon. You may have a particular day of the week where things don't seem to go well. It seems like all of your students on that day don't practice or don't listen or don't pay attention or have ants in their pants. And you might not have stopped to wonder why that is. You might have thought of it as a scheduling issue, and sometimes it is that. But for me, Fridays tended to be a little bit tricky. I was making the least progress with these students. They are all lovely, wonderful students. And I've had the same students, or several of my Friday students, on Friday for several years. It happens to suit those parents, and that's totally fine. But it seemed odd to me, because I probably have the most energy for my students on Fridays. I work hard to keep my energy equal and even amongst all my students, but my Friday students get a pretty good deal because I have a shorter lesson day that day. I make sure to finish my schedule early on Friday so that I have a bit of a Friday evening left, and I usually start the schedule, the timetable, a little bit later on that day too. It's my lightest workload day. and. So I'm in a pretty good mood, I have lots of energy for teaching, and I love working with these students, they're all fantastic. So why were they progressing a little bit slower than everyone else? And then it started to dawn on me. These students have a lesson on a Friday, and then they go home, and Friday in many households, in Ireland anyway, I don't know if this is a thing outside of Ireland, but it certainly was in many houses, many families around me when I was growing up. 
that Friday is treat night. My family didn't have this tradition, but many friends I knew did. And actually, it would be a good reason for a play date on a Friday because if you go to someone else's house on a Friday, it normally meant it was treat night and there was all sorts of chocolate and takeaways and lots of treats going on and usually a film to watch together. And so I was imagining my students, they go home from their lesson. It's, you know, five. They get home, they're a bit tired, they watch a bit of TV or they play around with their brothers or sisters, whatever they like to do generally to unwind a bit. They don't have homework to do, so they're a bit freer and they do some extra stuff. And then it's treat night and the whole family, six or so, will sit down to have tea and normally it's a takeaway or it's a fun night or everyone's just a little bit more relaxed. I often spend longer with dinner on Friday nights even if it's not a treat night. And they hang out, they watch a film, or maybe they go out, if they're a little bit older, they go out with friends to see a film at the cinema. Right, so all this happens, and ergo, they're not practicing that day. Now, not every student practices after their lesson on the lesson day, and that's fair enough, that might be quite usual. But then we get to Saturday, and on Saturday, these students are going to do other stuff. Most likely they have a packed schedule, they're going to go play a hockey match and then go to football practice, and then maybe dance and dramas, normally on Saturdays for some reason, and do all sorts of things all Saturday long. Or they have a birthday party, almost every Saturday, especially if they're young students, because the whole class will be invited to every birthday party as a policy in a lot of schools before a certain age. So the whole class goes to every party, which means They have, you know, 30-odd birthdays to attend every year. So that's a lot of birthdays, and that's a lot of weekends where Saturday is actually a birthday party. So they've done all of that. They probably haven't touched the piano. Then Sunday happens, and everyone's in chill mode, and possibly, especially if they're slightly older, they're panicking and doing homework, finally, that was due for Monday. So where did the practice happen? It didn't. They didn't touch a piano. And it's fair enough. Many of our students take the whole weekend off practice, or at least one of the weekend days. But the problem with having a lesson on Friday is that their first practice day, Monday, is three days after their lesson. And the truth is, they've just forgotten. And they've forgotten so much. They've forgotten all of our instructions, probably. Even if they read our notes, it doesn't come to life in the same way if it's not as recent in terms of it reminding them about what we practiced at the lesson, what we worked on. They've also forgotten some of their motivation. And I know that sounds like an odd verb to use to forget motivation, but it does, it fades, doesn't it? We've all done this. We watch a film that includes someone learning a new language. And we think, oh my gosh, amazing. I'm going to do that. And if we don't jump on it right away, and if we do... It starts to fade and fade, and then we forget that we were supposed to start learning Swahili. So these things fade, and they fade even with a regular regular task that you're supposed to do, like piano, even with a regular activity, where it's week after week. But still, you've spent three days not practicing, the lesson is a distant memory, the excitement of that new piece that you'd started on, or the new technique you were trying, or the way the dynamics brought your music to life, it's disappearing. That's the truth of it. And so they would practice on Monday, kind of half-heartedly, or maybe not at all because they're so much less motivated, so it depends on the parents' input there. And they 
half-heartedly practice, but also less efficiently practice because they don't remember our instructions from Friday. And then Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, maybe bits and pieces of practice are happening, but it's getting worse and worse. And so by Friday, not a lot of progress has happened. If you consider the opposite, the Monday student or the Tuesday student, they have those days directly after their practice when they're in that structured school routine. When it's already built in that they have homework and they have other things going on, it's all running normally. And so they practice straight away and that carries them through. And it may even mean that they do practice at the weekend because they've made so much progress. You need that momentum. You need to feel the train moving. So that's the problem. I would love to hear if you've ever had students with the Friday disadvantage or seen a similar trend. I don't want you to just take this podcast and learn something about Friday students, although that is one lesson you can take from it. What I'd really love you to do is try to investigate something in the way that I did with this. Try to notice a trend within your studio. Maybe it's all the students who come directly from school. Maybe it's all the students who come on Monday for you because of other reasons that happen within your community. Maybe it's nothing to do with lesson days and schedules at all, but there's another little trend in your students that you notice that you think might need solving. So have a think on these kinds of trends this week, and then you can think about how to address them. Now let's talk about how I've thought about addressing the Friday disadvantage, as I call it. So the solutions to the Friday disadvantage, number one, is something that I've tried to get more consistent about, and it's still a goal of mine that's ongoing and something I'm trying to improve upon more and more and get more parents into especially new parents that join the studio, because this is something, it's a habit that really, if you develop it right at the start, it's normal and it's hard to integrate later. But with new parents, through my onboarding emails, which members can find in the video library, go to the video library and you'll see the email templates course there and you can find my onboarding emails, which you can import into your email service or just Gmail or whatever you're using. So in those emails, I encourage parents to do the assignments aloud activity. This is where after the lesson, on the lesson day, whenever they get home, whenever they get home together, or if the parent comes home later, when they get home, go through our assignment sheet or notes or whatever you're using and talk about each one together. Talk about what they're supposed to do for it and what was done at the lesson. This is useful for several reasons, but the two foremost for me are, number one, it gets the child to talk through the lesson in detail. Because we all know that, I mean, I'm sure we did this as kids, I certainly did. My mom asked me, oh, how did the lesson go? I would say, fine, good, fun, one word answers, right? And that would be the end of it. Even if she said, oh, what did you do? It's uh, played this piece or not sure or something like that. But if we want kids to elaborate, we need a framework to do that. And the assignment sheet is, is a simple way to do that. It means that you go through, yes, not everything that was done in the lesson, but most things end up on the assignment sheet. And so the parent and the student go through together and discuss each one along the way. And it opens up that conversation for what happens in the lesson. This means that the student's memory of the lesson strengthens because they have to discuss it and go through it afterwards. 
and it lasts that much longer, we're pushing it towards the long-term memory and away from the short-term. And it means that the parent is immediately involved and on top of what is going on. They're aware of what's happening. Even if they don't get involved beyond that, that awareness is valuable. So even if your students are not going to practice on their lesson day, have them do that. The assignments allowed. Exercise. The ideal, though, is that they become weekend wonders. (laughs) The simplest solution, if not the easiest one, is to get your students who have lessons on a Friday to practice on the weekend. Now, I don't like to be too pushy about this. We all need days off. We all have a lot going on in our lives. And although I'd love them to have that commitment to piano that means that they practice at the weekend, both days, I want to be realistic about that and go into that conversation with a parent with an open mind and sort of a willingness to accept compromise almost right off the bat because I know that they might have other things on. Some parents can make this work, some can't. So have the conversation with them. If you find that they're saying, you know, we're 100% on board with getting this into the routine on weekdays, but it's just too hard on the weekends, we just can't do it, it doesn't fit in, it's too hard to have the structure, both parents aren't around at the weekend, whatever's going on. Have them at least get into the habit of practicing one thing at the weekend. And for me, the priority with beginner students would be their rote pieces. Have them do their rote pieces on the weekends, even if they don't do anything else. Most kids will be happy to do this, and I'll talk to them about it too. Get them on board. I understand you don't want to practice at the weekend or you don't have time, but here's what I want you to do. Just do Hawk on a Mountain Peak or whatever they're their current rope piece is, just do that right away when you go home and tomorrow morning and the next morning so that you don't end up stumped on Monday and not able to practice it because I know that's disappointing for you. The third solution to the Friday disadvantage I call Recording Rememberers. (laughs) Elegant title, I know. Recording Rememberers is ideal for those families who just won't be able to practice at the weekend. And it's a great step to add, really, for any student. This is where you set aside the final five minutes of their lesson in order to record their assignments and what they need to do during the week ahead. Yes, it's hard to set aside five minutes. It's even harder if you have only 30-minute lessons, and I do get that. It's a really large percentage of your lesson time. But here's the thing. It is 1,000% worth it. It is so valuable for your students to be able to practice correctly. And the truth is, if they have their lesson on a Friday, they don't practice all weekend, they are not going to practice well. So it doesn't really matter how fabulously you spend those five minutes. It's not going to have much impact if they don't practice that content. So take the final five minutes of the lesson and record a video together. So you can just hold up your phone, doesn't have to be complicated and have them go through each of their assignments and tell you, tell the camera, what it is they need to work on in that, what practice steps you decided on together, have them demonstrate something if there's a particular technique that they need to go over. This makes a massive difference. You can then just upload that video to YouTube as unlisted, if that's the simplest for you, or if you're using something like Tanara, which I now am, you can just upload this as a separate assignment. That's what the way I would do it. And just mark it as, watch this first. Watch this before you begin practice. 
And yes, this will take a while for them to really watch the video, so don't be disappointed the first few weeks, the first couple of months, if they are not watching it. You will need to keep adding them about this in the same way that you had to train them to practice in the first place. It's about developing a new habit, and that's hard to do. So take your time, but persist with it. It really will make a difference if they watch over this video. And you can experiment too with the content of that video. So I would love to hear what other hidden disadvantages you see in your studio. Inspired by the Friday disadvantage and its granularity, have a dive into your studio and the trends you see and the disadvantages you see in your studio. Maybe students from a certain school do worse. Maybe it is to do with schedule. Maybe it's to do with ones who have a particular book, who happen to pick up that particular book, and they're just not doing as well as your other students. Let me know your thoughts on this. I would love to hear from you. You can leave a comment on the article for this episode, which is at vibrantmusicteaching.com slash 145, or you can join us in the Vibrant Music Studio Teachers Group on Facebook. We would absolutely love to hear your thoughts there. That's it for this week in this unusual episode about the Friday disadvantage. I will see you back here, same time, same place, next week. Vibrant Music Teaching members get five new games or resources at least every single month that keep them inspired and wanting to become a better teacher each and every day. If you want to join the best community of teachers online, you can go to vmt.ninja and sign up today.